Chapter 7 Price of Admission Ryan could feel her eyes assessing him as she shifted in her seat. She thinks she's too good for me, he thought. Fucking bitch. I'll fucking show her. So, Carissa, where are you from? Ryan asked. He didn't care where she was from, but he needed to assert dominance over her, make her feel like she didn't belong in L.A., like she wasn't pretty enough, special enough. The reality was that she was pretty enough, and if she knew it, she wouldn't need anything from him. Iowa? Carissa said meekly. But I've been here for almost six months. It was already working. He could sense L.A. had already gotten to her. Everyone who had asked her this question had turned their nose up at her answer, and it had given her a complex. She was starting to become ashamed of where she was from. It was all too easy. You a buckeye or a tornado? Ryan asked as he leafed through the glossy portfolio she had brought along. Buckeye, I guess, Carissa giggled. Go state. It's like taking candy from a baby, he thought. Hmm, Ryan murmured as he turned more pages of her portfolio. I like your shots. It was the middle of the afternoon and she was dressed like she was about to hit a nightclub. Micro-mini, heavy makeup, and super-aggressive stilettos were a little bit over the top for the venue where he had chosen to meet her. She reminded him of one of the fucking sluts who used to tease him and give him shit in high school, always overdressed and in need of a taking down. This your headshot? Ryan said with a derisive snort. Yeah? Carissa said as if it was a question. You think I need a new one? Maybe. Ryan said, looking at it from different angles. I just don't think this one captures your key features as well as it should. Kind of makes your nose look big. It was textbook pickup artist game that he had learned from books and seminars. All you did was point out the girl's flaws and make her feel inadequate, and then even the lowly scumbag sitting next to her seemed like a catch. He could see she was trying to stop herself from reaching for her nose, but within a few seconds the urge was too great and she casually felt it as she scratched her cheek. The headshot is the doorway to you getting work, Ryan said stiffly. If it doesn't catch the eye, you might as well have stayed in Des Moines. It's Cedar Rapids, actually, Carissa said softly. Huh, Ryan said, looking up at her with an eyebrow raised. Oh, same thing. Are we going to stay here? Carissa asked as she looked out the window. I thought we were going to go have lunch. He could see she was getting annoyed at him, but he had to keep pushing. He needed to make her want to leave or to try harder to get into his good graces. If she left, he knew she'd most likely write him an email apologizing the next day, and then she would be well and truly his. If she didn't leave, well, he was going to get a little something for his time. That's how it all worked, in his opinion. It says here you've done some extra work, Ryan said, looking back at the portfolio. You done anything real? Not really. There isn't much opportunities for real roles in Iowa, Carissa sighed. I used to date this director who was making a movie there. He said I should come out here and that I had potential. Dated, huh? Ryan repeated as his eyes scanned her up and down. What's his name? Um, Carissa mumbled. 
David Re... David Reynolds? Ryan said with a knowing smile. He met you on set? Ryan knew a lot of people in the business, but he especially knew all the creeps. All the guys who used their positions of power to get what they wanted. Allies were great, and having information over them was even greater. Yeah, he just came up to me, Carissa said, her cheeks starting to glow. He told me I had a great look. He'd take you back to that cool trailer of his? Ryan asked with a knowing nod. The one all decked out in black? Of course, Carissa replied with a smile. I didn't do anything, though. I'm not like that. Really? Ryan asked as he closed her portfolio dramatically. That's a shame. Oh, no, I'm a lot more experienced now, she promised, uncrossing her legs and leaning towards him so her cleavage was next to his arm. L.A. has made me a lot more fun. Oh, yeah? Ryan said, leaning towards her so their faces were close. Did he say what attracted him to you? He whispered and licked his lips. Did he say what turned him on about you? What made his cock hard? She seemed a little taken aback, and he had to think on the fly. He had let his inner creep out, which was amplified by his outer creep. It definitely wasn't the first time that he had seen that reaction. I mean, that kind of information could help us design the perfect headshot for you, Ryan stumbled. It could mean the difference between working in movies or daytime soap. You got a real movie star look, you know that? I think we could really go big with you. Oh, that's sweet of you to say, Carissa said before turning crimson. You're blushing, Ryan remarked. Tell me, come on, what did he like? Directors have a great eye for talent. We could really use his input. Um, it's a little embarrassing, Carissa said coyly. Do you want my help or not? Ryan snapped. You need to be honest with me. She was giving the impression she was down for some pay to play, but he didn't have all afternoon. He needed to get this show on the road. Of course I do. I mean, um, he really liked my breasts, Carissa said, pushing up her breasts. I'm just not sure how we can show them in a headshot is all. Oh, is that all you're worried about? Ryan laughed. Don't worry. I'm sure I can find a way. So, you'll help me? Carissa asked with a big smile. I mean, you will represent me? I'm not sure just yet, Ryan said with a sigh. You've definitely got a look that directors like. I just don't know if you've got what it takes to go the distance. I don't like wasting my time, you know? I see fifty girls a week, and maybe three have got what it takes to make it worth my while. She leaned towards him, and her hand reached shakily onto his knee. He could tell she was nervous. He just needed to see how desperate she was. I'll do anything, she whispered. Whatever you want. Whatever it takes. Ryan curled his lip. She and every actress that had ever sat across from him were the embodiment of the fucking sluts in high school who used to taunt him. He needed to get his revenge and his rocks off. Anything, huh? Ryan said as he lowered his seat back in his 97 Corvette convertible. He unbuckled his belt and pulled down his pants. It was finally time for the real audition to commence.
By no means was Ryan Pinkerton one of those sad stories you hear of the bullied kid who was tormented for no reason. Ryan was a shitbag, even in elementary school. He would hang under the stairs looking up girls' skirts and hoard porno magazines in his locker. These weren't your average skin mags that other guys would gather around to see. They were the worst of the worst. Shit fetishes, anal fisting, and lemon parties. He had a rat-like face that made it easy for other kids to call him names like Ryan the Rat, Ratface, and Nurse Ratchet. In high school, his needs for sex increased, and he took those depravities to the next level. He would get into the cavity behind the showers of the girls' locker room, wedge himself against the wall with the plumbing, and feverishly pump his flesh wand as he peeked through the little hole he had drilled in the drywall and tile. For a whole semester, Ryan the Rat was in his element, crawling through the wall space every day and jerking off to naked young girls in the shower. He reached peak shitbag one afternoon when he overpumped while reaching climax and became unbalanced, crashing through the waterlogged drywall and into the bathroom. The girls screamed and covered their junk, huddling in a group, looking down at Ratface lying unconscious in a pile of broken tile and rotted drywall. Their terror turned to laughter once they realized Nurse Ratchet's index finger was wedged firmly up his ass. Not to let the facts get in the way of a good nickname, Ryan Pinkerton, formerly known as Ryan the Rat, Ratface, and Nurse Ratchet, graduated to Stinky Pinky. At 48, his rodent features were still prominent, and his hairline now resided towards the back of his skull in a clump like a rat's tail. He wasn't ghastly, and you definitely wouldn't call him ugly. You just wouldn't call him. Ryan left the nicknames behind in Wisconsin and moved to California, where he got another 30 solid years of shitbaggery under his belt, working in the scummiest business he could find, the film and television industry. He was an agent representing actors and models. You know, the beautiful people, everything he was not. His job was to get them work for the most money possible, and he actually did it well. He didn't work at CAA, Innovative Artists, or William Morris. He worked at Formica Talent Agency, a.k.a. FTA, a.k.a. Forgettable Talent Agency, a.k.a. the lonely gas station in the middle of the desert that you only used on the way up or on the way down. All the big agencies were in Beverly Hills or West Hollywood, but FTA was in downtown Los Angeles. Not exactly glamorous, but the rent was good. Not that Ryan owned the company or had a stake in it. He just showed up, did his work, and secretly ran an underground escort agency, providing the rich and not-so-rich access to beautiful people. With all the Me Too cases coming to light, Ryan could see the end was coming for him, and it was approaching quickly. His career wouldn't end in retirement. It would end with a horde of disgruntled actresses, models, and assistants carrying pitchforks, with Carissa from Des Moines, Iowa, leading the charge. <laughs>